And very often you'll get the answer pretty quickly. Sometimes you might need to go to counsel someone who knows. But what I'm saying to you is there are principles in God. Now I don't mean by that that everything that happens to you you want to look to see what bogeyman's chasing you or something. Don't get like that. But what I am saying is as you go on with God, believe me, those principles apply and operate. Alright? Now, that's good, isn't it? You know that God loves you. Whom he loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receives. Now, if you're one of those sons with a little self-will, don't worry, God's going to get rid of it. It's just that discipline, when it's applied, isn't pleasant, is it? Hmm? My son has a way of enjoying doing things that are what somewhat naughty. Now, he enjoys doing the naughty things, but he's very sorry about the retribution that ends up when he gets caught. He would always burst into tears before I've smacked him and say, I didn't do it. That doesn't alter the fact that he gets a smack for it. He goes upstairs and five minutes later he comes down and says, sorry, daddy. And that's it, then it's over with. But the fact is that the discipline's got to be there. And the same with God, you see. We violate his principles, we get angry with him, and we've got to learn how to to stop that anger and how to become sensitive to what God's saying. As you grow up, you know where the restrictions lie. See, my son knows that there are certain things that he better not do, because if he does, the wrath of his dad is going to come down on his backside in rather a heavy manner. Now, he knows that. And therefore, he learns that there are areas where he dare not go beyond. Now, God teaches us in identical fashion. God taught David in identical fashion and disciplined David in the wilderness and disciplined David uh, in his early life. But David, when he became king, got lifted up in his heart after he beat the Philistines and he was going to get all the choice men and show what a great king he was, bringing the ark of God back amongst the people. In other words, pride led him not to seek God. And bang. Now all of us are susceptible. Aren't we? Now what we've got to realise is when God disciplines, we take it in the right way. Alright? What are you not to do with the chastening of the Lord? Despise it you should say, oh Lord, thank you. I know I'm a son. But that is the last thing that passes through your mind as you're shooting down a flight of stairs head first. Hmm? And we have to learn that God's hand is a hand of love. She didn't let her break any bones. just enough to immobilize. God knows just how far he can chasten you and get you to the place he wants you. Now, once you're there, it depends how you react as to whether it's a blessing or a curse. If you despise it, it'll be a curse to you. If you respond to it, it'll be a blessing. 
You follow what I'm saying? David got mad. And he said, right, God. So David, verse 10, would not remove the ark of the Lord unto him into the city of David, but he carried it aside into the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite. The ark of the Lord continued in the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite three months, and the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. Now it's very interesting to note that David puts it in a Philistine's house. A Gittite was um, uh, the city of Gath and he would be a Philistine, Obed-Edom. And David went and put the Ark of the Covenant in a Philistine's house. Now it's interesting that Philistine was prepared to have the Ark of God in his house. Because look what had happened to the Philistines over the way who'd sent the Ark back. They'd been smoked with plagues, do you remember? And yet this, this Philistine believes in the Lord enough, is delighted to have the Ark of God in his house, and God blesses his whole household. David was so mad, right God, if that's the way you're going to treat me, and you think I'm going to work for you and live for you, you're wrong. Either you change your ways, God, or I'm, I'm quitting. Either you do what I want, or... And how often... Do we, if we've not actually mouthed the words, have we thought it? Hmm? God didn't quite come up to my standards and my expectations. God didn't realise the way he should do it. Hmm? Can you identify with that? <coughs> and so, I'm not having the glory of God in the midst of the people you won't come the way I decide it's going to be then so be it I'll leave you somewhere else I'll get on with my own life I'll manage my own affairs if that's the way you're going to treat me I'll manage my own affairs I was better off when I wasn't a Christian anyway I'm not standing for this things never went badly when I was in the world more friends in the world than I've had as a Christian things never went wrong when I was in the world look at this what a mess. And you know those type of aggravated comments. Hmm? Well, if you despise the chastenings of God, you'll find they'll continue. If you begin to respond to them and repent, you'll find God will restrain his hand, begin to speak to you and draw you back into his way. So, David learned a big lesson, didn't he? And someone died. And 29,999 choice men all saw David humiliated. And David, in a peak, said, that's it. And so, Obed-Edom gets blessed. Amen? And you'll find that other people will get blessed when you're in a peak. That's one of the things that's so annoying. When God chastens you, why does that... <laughs> I deserve to get blessed far more than he does. And look how he's getting on. And me here, and you're doing this to me. And yeah, yeah, everyone knows, they all see, you know. 
<laughs> well, if you hadn't blessed him, I could put up with it. And that's what's even worse, isn't it? <laughs> David is, because all the men, they come and say, Obed-Edom's getting blessed. <laughs> Here they come. Uh, in verse 12, And it was told King David, saying, The Lord hath blessed the house of Obed-Edom, and all that pertaineth unto him, because of the ark of God. Now, can you imagine David? There he was, three months, sitting there. <laughs> right fool you made of me, sitting on his throne. All the choice men, 29,999, coming to him saying, Obed Eden's getting blessed. The ark of God's there. Hmm. And three months sulk. My, it's worse than some of you. <laughs> yeah, you know, David sulk longer than you do, some of you. Some of you go into your moods, don't you? I'm independent. I'm not standing for that. God puts you in a situation, you don't like it, so you're back against it. It's God who's put you there. God knows just what he needs to get you to have things dealt with in your life. And what do you do? You pout and you say, don't know why God's let it happen. Well, I'll tell you why God's let it happen, because he loves you. It's his chastening hand. Now, it'll either be a blessing to you if you respond in the right way, or a curse to you. But I want to assure you of one thing. You can pout and you can sulk and you can spend months and all that will happen is 29,999 will come and say, he's getting blessed. Now I of God's with him. He's doing all right. How are you doing? Hmm. Can you imagine David sitting there, all these people, I bet he was annoyed. Huh, I came to bring up the ark of the Lord and he zapped someone. Made a fool of me. I ditch it off at that Philistine's house and God's blessing everything he does. It's not right. And I'm the king. Don't he realise it's humiliated me? 29,999 people saw it. And they were choice people. They weren't the riffraff. They knew who I was. I'm sure he remembered the time that he brought that tambourine down behind his back <laughs> and, and wished he'd been somewhere else. The ground could have swallowed him. Have you ever done that? You wish the ground could swallow you? Hmm? Well, there he was. And they all come and they said, David, David. And three months sulk. How many of you have survived a three months sulk? Eh? Huh? No one volunteering. Oh, Faith, you're so you've been Three months, have you? The rest are liars. Um, you know, three months angry with God. Huh? How many of you have got angry with God? Eh? Yeah. He's put his chastening hand on you and you haven't liked it. Had an argument with him. Three month argument. <laughs> and then to rub real salt into the wound. 29,999. He's getting blessed. The ark of God's with him. And so 
David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom into the city of David with gladness. And then it tells you how he did it, which we'll go on to on Thursday, God willing. What have you got to do when God chastens? Hmm? Not despise it. In other words, if God's dealing with you, find out what principles you are violating in God and begin to match your life up to God's way and start keeping his commandments. It's called repentance. Hmm? If things are going wrong in your life, and you've got any situation in your life that is wrong, listen, if you've got a situation in your life that's wrong and things are going wrong, it's because you're violating God's principles or you have violated them and you haven't put matters right. Alright? That's the reason. Now you know. If the situation you're living in doesn't suit you, it's because you're violating God's principles. And God will make it far worse until you repent and put it right. And you consult for three months or three years. It will do you no good. God has infinite patience. He's eternal. And you won't outweigh him. And you most certainly won't outlast him. So you best learn and say, okay, God. Now, the wise man gives in. The fool gets stiff-necked and suffers. But believe me, I will not suffer with you. I will leave you to suffer for yourself. I won't weep with you. You can weep self-pity for yourself. You weep with those who weep in true repentance, but I most certainly won't weep crocodile tears. God's chastening you, it's because you deserve it. Isn't that good? Hmm? Now don't despise it. Got to rejoice. And find out what God wants to say to you. Through it and in it. All right? That is the principle that David had to learn. And therefore it's written for our admonition. Find God's way and walk in it. Okay, let's pray. Father, I pray that you'll take the words that have been spoken and by the Holy Spirit you'll quicken them to people's hearts. Lord, we need to know what your word says and we need to obey your commandments. Forgive us when we have despised your chastening hand. Forgive us, Lord, when we've sought to escape the chastening rather than find out why you chastened us. Forgive us, Lord, when we've been so slow to repent, when we've actually turned and accused you, or we've got angry with you, Lord. 
instead of seeing that you and your love and grace were chastening us for our own good. Lord, teach us to have listening hearts. Teach us, Lord, to be responsive to your word. Lord, by your spirit, draw us all in to be an obedient people, we pray. Draw us in to be a humble people. Draw us in to be a listening people. Teach us, O Lord, and keep us, we pray. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen.